Welcome to Radio Free Brooklyn. This is Young Persons Radio. I'm your host, Colby Smith. This and every Sunday morning. And my guest today is a comedian whose album, Who's Tommy, was released last year on a special thing records and is available to stream on Spotify. He also, along with Tom Dakar, hosts the podcast Stand By Your Band. And he also hosted the solo podcast, My Spectacular Life, in which he plays legendary singer-songwriter Thomas Rose, giving you the story of his life. And he also just writes so many jokes that I'm jealous of. It's Tommy McNamara, everybody. Wow, what a great intro. Thank you so much. I'm very yeah, I happy. gush. My thing is I gush <laughs> at the beginning. <laughs> well, I'm happy we turned off the video because I'll be turning bright red. And <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I really appreciate it. Good to talk to you, man. Yeah, you know, I miss this. Is Those are moments where I, I miss doing it live and in person uh, on the airwaves, you know, because I just get to look dead in someone's eyes and be like, <laughs> this is the greatest comedian I've ever seen. <laughs> Now wow them with this interview. <laughs> now they're they're in a room with me alone. <laughs> the old misery. I watched misery for the first time during quarantine. Okay, like, so yeah. I will cop to having never seen it. Do you oh, ever man. do you ever have these moments, Tommy, where you say something like you like let people know like, yeah, I'm a movie guy, I'm a movie guy, and then someone's like, Have you seen Titanic? And I'm just like, I don't think I'm a movie guy. <laughs> A big ship, right? That's a big ship. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I didn't see The Godfather till I think 2017. Uh, oh, yeah. So I was like 27 years old. And like that, I mean, that was definitely the most egregious. But I have so many, yeah, movies like that. But I, where it's like, oh, I like movies. I, I see A24 movies the first night they're in theaters. It's like, <laughs> yeah. oh, cool. Have you seen Deer Hunter? And I'm like, no. <laughs> Actually, no. Uh... <laughs> was the godfather thing was that like intentional that feels like the kind of thing that's like a defiant almost that wasn't i just i I don't know something about it just knowing how long something is sometimes it just is so hard for me to commit to it oh yeah i have i have done the the defiant thing before like i i didn't watch lost in college because everyone was so obsessed with lost and i'm sure i would have loved lost but i was yeah. like well i'm not gonna watch that and now i'm just like i wish i watched lost <laughs> yeah. me too I, I i missed out on lost specifically as well not even for that reason i was just like it was like on the same night as 24 and i was watching 24 instead <laughs> well there was more of a time crunch there you had to you had to get in on the ground yeah floor. exactly <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but thanks so much for being here. Glad you could do the show. You are, of course, no stranger to the podcast format. Uh, no. We, sh- we, we should open by talking about Stand By Your Band, which is like, because only, only any, all these comedians, we, we can only do podcasts now. Like, that's all we're allowed to do, really. Mm-hmm. And, and like, I don't know, it's, it's, it's fun to talk about like stuff that's like managed to survive this. And like podcasts are like one of the only things that are still going. How has it been doing it? Uh, remotely it has been so it was actually there was a funny timing thing that happened where Tom Dakar my co-host in January moved to L he went to LA he was going to go for a few months so we like banked all these episodes to get us through to like April or something and then we get to April and it's like oh we cannot record in person now either Um, so that was like just a weird coincidence that we ended up being in different cities for for the first part of it anyways but I have loved recording over Zoom just because it's like it's just like oh a way I can stay in my house and be happy and laugh and it's just like I wouldn't I'm not uh, I'm I'm bad at like calling friends on the phone or anything so it's just been like so nice to like have fun and 
uh, talk about, you know, insane clown posse for an hour with yeah. a couple <laughs> of comedians, you know, it's like, yeah, I would, I would just be sitting in my house, you know, so this is so much better. So I've loved doing it remotely, honestly. Yeah. I I'm with you. And also just like it, like my show, when I was doing it live, uh, was like on Sunday mornings. So there was always like a, a tinge of guilt that's just like, yeah, I'm going to ask you to be on the show. I promise it'll be a good time, but you do have to get up at like 930. <laughs> you do have to do what should be normal, but really isn't for any of us. So. Exactly. Yeah. Well, especially on a Sunday, I feel like, yeah. you know, like nobody wants to do that. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, they <laughs> they did for years. So who yes. knows? But now it's like now it's like, oh, we can do it anytime that's good for you. you know, like, Totally. Yeah. It makes it so much more convenient. It is a kind of thing where it's like, oh, I'm never going to like want to try and coordinate someone coming in person again. Oh it's yeah, so much easier this way. It's so much easier, um, and it's yeah. Oh yeah, also... sorry. Go ahead. I was just agreeing with you at the same time. <laughs> you were trying to move on to a new thing. <laughs> but I was also going to say it was really funny because I was really nervous about sound quality at first, and we got all these people like on our Twitter and stuff saying that it sounded better than when we recorded in person. <laughs> which I was like, I don't know how that works, but okay. <laughs> yeah, there's no way. <laughs> I yeah, feel like, it. I mean, for sure. Yeah, I, I've heard people say the same thing where it's just like, yeah, like the show sounded really good. And I was like, oh, that's interesting because it was just on my laptop computer mic. For, <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, for this one. But no, I'm rocking the snowball now. Ooh, nice. Oh, yeah. Now that's the big time. <laughs> <laughs> I do uh, Sorry, go ahead, yeah. Yeah, I was a guest on this. There's like a kids debate show through public radio that I do sometimes. Mm -hmm. And that was really funny to do because you debate a topic against another you know, comedian or, or whatever. And then like a child judges who wins. And it was just so funny where I was just like, you know, my roommate's outside doing work, my girlfriend's doing work, and I'm just making an argument to a child about how French fries are better than ice cream <laughs> in my room. So that's, we all have different things going on. You know? yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, the working from home landscape now is just so beautiful, just like this cacophony of, uh, <laughs> of sounds <laughs> all going on. There was like a delicate dance uh, you know, for a while where like I would be on a call then my roommate would like get a call and one of us would just like scramble around the room to like, <laughs> like yes. go to the bedroom. <laughs> like who's going to do it? <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it, we all had to figure so much out on the fly. Like originally, yeah, my roommate was sitting in a spot where every time I had to use the fridge, I would have to like make him get up from his job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Get yeah. A Diet Coke or whatever. <laughs> I was like, this isn't sustainable. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but stand by your band. You guys have had some very fun episodes lately, including uh, somebody I would like to bring up, Bruno Mars with uh, Langston yes. Thurman, who I, we, uh, my girlfriend and I like, like went on this like a uh, uh, little road trip up to Maine not too long ago. And we just like listened to pop radio the whole time. And I was just like, at the end of it, I was just like, I think I love Bruno Mars. <laughs> <laughs> like, the guy has yeah, just had I like totally get it yeah he's like had so many hit like stuff i didn't even realize with was him was like coming up i was like oh he's also got this song this is crazy yeah it's so weird and i feel like he actually is someone who needed to be <laughs> defended because so, so many people just like have that gut reaction of like oh i hate that guy yeah I mean, that's His the dumb hats guy. but yeah. then you yeah, and his, the hats are very hateable, and I will not defend those. But uh, no, no, <laughs> um, absolutely not. 
<laughs> but yeah, there's so many of the songs are just bangers. And also, I loved his story because he, you know, he was a Elvis impersonator as a little kid, and he's just been performing since he was a baby. I always loved that. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's not, and he's not like putting on airs. He just wants to be a performer, and he has since he was a kid, and he managed to do it on the biggest scale imaginable as a human being. So I totally hats off, and I hope he takes his hat off. Yeah, <laughs> he <I'm> does. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he uh, he does have like a really cool story. I feel like it's it's harder and harder to find stories like that just as like time goes on, just because like everybody's got an uncle in the music industry or something now. It just feels like yes. Uh, like so many of the pop groups too it's just like oh yeah your family was like super rich and like they they knew the A&R guy at Columbia Records and so like yes. so, so you got totally. a deal so when it's someone like Bruno Mars uh, who just like came at it from like this complete other direction it's just like such a breath of fresh air yeah that just reminded me that I, I don't know if you ever heard that song X's and O's that was a big radio hit a few years ago uh it was by I think her name's Ella King, and I was like, "Oh, this song, this song's not a bad pop song." So I looked her up, and it turns out that she's Rob Schneider's daughter. <laughs> I was like, "What the hell?" <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember like like moving to Brooklyn in like 2012, 2013, and like going to see Frankie Cosmos, and being like so mm, excited. Yep to see Frankie like I was so into Frankie Cosmos and I go to this one show at Silent Barn did you ever go to Silent Barn oh yeah Silent Barn rules yeah yeah it was like it really had so many uh great shows at the time and I turn around and like Kevin Klein is there and I was like (laughs) yeah I was like guys Kevin I was like I was telling my friends, I was like, guys, I, Kevin Klein is like a huge Frankie Cosmos fan. Apparently this guy just like, <laughs> like keeps up on, on like Brooklyn indie music. Like that's crazy. And they're just like, oh, that's his daughter. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and she, I love Frankie Cosmos. I'm a huge fan. Oh, I, I'm um, not knocking it at all. Yeah, uh, for sure. Because like they're so great. But uh, man, I just, I was completely suckered by it. Just like a rube. Totally. Well, Samia is a new indie artist I really like, and she's Kathy Najimi, uh, who is Peggy Hill's daughter. I'm like, this is so weird that everyone is, yeah, connected in some way like that yeah. that you end up hearing. But I was in a Frankie Cosmos music video, I will say. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I because uh, Tom Sharpling uh, from The Best Show was directing Oh, it. sure. And yeah, he's one of my favorite uh, just yeah people and i think he's oh, the greatest he's so funny so great yeah um so he like tweeted that he was directing this video at baby's all right in williamsburg and needed extras and i was like oh i'm going to that a hundred percent yeah um so i went and then it's in the video for apathy and there's just like one moment where they cut to a crowd shot and i like somehow i'm right in the center of the frame and i was so excited <laughs> <laughs> doing yeah. nothing just like listening to music i was like oh shit i'm in a frankie cosmos video that's that's so rad <laughs> that's really good <laughs> i miss the best show this hiatus has been uh harder on me than i thought i mean i know he's like working on his book and stuff but like uh i miss it i miss mm-hmm. it every week me too man that i mean i i've loved double threat but best show is just like scratch there, there's an itch that can't be scratched by anything but best show so yeah. i really hope that the hiatus ends soon because that is like my favorite thing had you had you met him before uh uh being a part of this video um no no i'm like i have a bunch of like i'm good friends with pat Byrne and, and mm-hmm. uh, i know jason and I, I was in studio for a best show episode once but tom was in la so i i had not actually met him uh, gotcha 
Yeah, but I, I sat in for a whole recording once, and it was so cool. Just I bet that was so fun. Religiously, yeah. Um, so that was very exciting. Yeah. I was talking about this on the show not too long ago, but like, uh, I, I man, 2013 is on my brain tonight, I guess, because I'm going to bring it up again. But <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, I was just, you know, an, an underpaid four day a week intern at like a media company it was like my first uh, New York job. And I was just like, had these huge stretches of unstructured time and would just like, you know, listen to like two episodes a day, just sort of like on the WFMU site. And like, yeah. Oh man, that made me a fan forever. Totally. Yeah. That's the, uh, I mean, that's <laughs> amazing. It's just like something that, and there's so much of it. I didn't get into it. Yeah. till probably later. Yeah. And I was just like, Oh wait, this is like exactly what I like. <laughs> and I was so excited to have like years and years of archives. I could throw on whenever I wanted. Oh, it's, it's, it's so pleasant just to just like have on. And then like, you'll tune in, you know, if you're just like working on something else, you'll just like tune in for a second and it'll be like the funniest thing you've ever heard. Like, <laughs> yes, totally. <laughs> it's so good. Um, so uh, I would love to ask you, because I know you're, a, you're, a, you're an aficionado as well as I am. Uh, what do you feel about these new Bruce songs? I, I really like them. I really like the new singles. I think um, Letter to You is really good. And I, I like Ghost a lot too. I'm, <laughs> I mean, it makes sense for Bruce um, that he's still going for it. But just when you think about the fact that he's 71 years old and he's not doing like, you know, Johnny Cash at the end, s- slow covers of old songs. You know, he's just like, yeah, exactly. he, I'm sorry, he's going for it in a way that like I love. And totally. just like really say, and you know, his voice isn't the same as it was in, you know, 1985 or whatever, but he still sounds awesome. And it, yeah, I was just so excited. There's so much energy in him, which in a way that I didn't expect uh, there to be. So I'm really excited for the album. Yeah, it really like, um, I heard the new songs and like, I almost didn't, process anything specific about them right away because i was just like oh they finally cracked how the band should sound in the studio like i thought the sound of the songs was awesome yeah it's like oh man what a bummer that he's not playing live shows this year because these sound like they will be awesome concert songs Uh, i I don't know if the whole album will be like that but man i i mean these two especially it's just like because he's talked about how he he writes certain songs like for the live setting before and mm-hmm. it's like, you can totally hear that these were supposed to be like, oh, yeah, this was the opener and then the second song <laughs> like for the new yes, tour that never happened. Totally. Oh, man. I, yeah, missing. I mean, that is like the one of the worst things is just not having live music to look forward to. And to, totally. You know, yeah. But uh, but no, I'm really excited for the album. What does it come out? Is it October? Uh... Uh, October 23rd. 23rd. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, have you seen him and it's before? It's all Halloween songs, which is yeah, exactly yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. ghosts. I mean, ghosts. <laughs> yeah, I vampires saw, is another Bruce, one. Um... <laughs> of course, he's got Mummy Man and <laughs> Born in Transylvania. He yeah, would. He, if Bruce uh... made a song called Mummy Man, it would somehow be like the saddest <laughs> thing anyone's ever heard. <laughs> Just like. <laughs> Just like about a guy uh, yeah, who like I, was like working on the pyramid and like saw his best friend get crushed by a block. <laughs> yeah, the working class anthem of the pyramid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
you were saying you saw him uh you've seen oh, him before yeah, yeah i have seen him before um a, a couple times but the best show i i always say when anyone asks the best concert i've ever been to i always say uh bruce springsteen at wrigley field um oh man was probably uh not not joking because you keep bringing it up but i think it was in 2013 hell yes <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But truly, just like Wrigley Field is my favorite place on earth, and I love Bruce so much, and it was just a, an amazing, like perfect concert, everything I wanted, and I was it was just like pure joy for three yeah. hours. Wow, I mean that that sounds incredible. Was this one of his like uh, like marathon like three plus hour deals? Yes. Oh, it was, and I I kept waiting for it to be like all right well he's got to be tired now and then, yeah 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 <laughs> just never like i do stand up for 15 minutes and i'm like oh my god i need to sit down <laughs> yeah i know <laughs> i mean i i saw one of the ones at uh at metlife in 2016 um that where he like it was like one of his longest shows to date at that point and i remember like i was there i had like gone with friends a previous night and then i went to this one by myself and uh, I just like 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 got tickets on Ticketmaster at like the last minute, and uh, he like starts off with just like the first like eight or nine songs are like all from the first two albums, and I oh, turned man. to the woman next to me who I did not know, and I went, "This is crazy." <laughs> She's like, "What? That you're talking to me?" Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she was like, "Get away from me, freak!" <laughs> like. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it was cool. Uh, yeah, I miss it. I miss, like, like you know, I'm sure you would do the same thing. We're just, like, every so often in New York, like, what's nice about living here is that you can just decide, like, yeah, it's Thursday. I'm going to go see a show. And, like, there is something to go do. There's, uh, yeah, it's crazy. That is, I mean, obviously, I, I was in Chicago before where there's an amazing music scene, but just something about being in New York where, yeah, if you pick a night, if I look up every concert venue, there will be someone I like at one of them, you know, big or yeah. small. Like someone that I have enjoyed will be playing a show in New York that night. And that's like right. truly unbeatable. It's so cool. And it's also like, you don't have to be that into music for that to be true either. Like, that's how rich the field is. Yeah. No, for sure. Um, and there's just so many great venues too that I really, I, I, I even, I, I'm sure some have closed down, but I, there are some that if they close down would truly break my heart. So I'm, I'm just totally oh, yeah. like that. Yeah, music venues and movie theaters, there are certain ones where I'm like, if this closes down, I can't handle it emotionally. So please oh, yeah. don't. Yeah, totally. I mean, like, uh, it, like if Metrograph goes, like, that's yeah. that's the end of it. Oh, yeah, that would be so sad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What what are the other movie theaters you like going to? I just um I really love Williamsburg Cinema and I know it's not Oh like, totally. Um uh, yeah, there's nothing too like special about it or anything, but I it was just it's the movie theater I would go to at least once a week for like five years. So it's like it's always gonna have a place in my heart. And they had, you know, ten dollars for a large popcorn, large soda. You're not getting that anywhere else in New York, <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah that one all i would if, if it was like a new if it was like a big release i would go see it there because like the tickets were a couple dollars cheaper which like goes a long mm -hmm. way uh and you knew that it was going to be like a big fun crowd like i remember seeing yes. get out there and it was like one of the most fun times i had in the theater just because like everybody was so locked in and just like yelling and laughing at all the right points like it was so fun 
that's the best. Yeah, I saw I saw Joker there opening night, which is so funny <laughs> because it was like there was so much tension. And then they also Williamsburg Cinema, for as much as I love them, they never figured out a good system for when there's a big line to see a movie. That's um, true. Because so they just have everyone. Uh, if you've never been there in your state, they have everyone on the stairs basically, and then people will be coming out of a different theater and they need to get down the stairs. But there's a line of a hundred people on the stairs. So this happened right before they were letting us into the theater at Joker and someone thought that they were getting cut in line by someone who was just leaving a different movie mm-hmm. and they started swinging at the guy and there's this huge brawl in the line for oh Joker my God. for this movie that everyone is like worried about inciting violence and I'm just standing like looking up at a, and then like the person who was taking tickets runs up to break up the fight because yeah. now that's their job also <laughs> which I'm sure they were not excited about but it was just like wow this is perfect this is exactly the atmosphere to see this yeah, exactly <laughs> i mean that is that is literally what everybody was worried about happening <laughs> exactly yeah <laughs> you get to watch a fight get broken up and then go watch the joker <laughs> Oh, oh and then you leave feeling like you could fight someone. Yes, exactly. Hyped. Yeah, if only they wait till after the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this would have been one shot. Yeah, I saw that at uh, the Village East, which is another uh, really fun place. Oh yeah. Um, yeah sure. Do you know anything about whether these places are are supposed to survive like are are asking for help like i i feel like i have not followed the like save movie theaters thing at all past like the first month or so i don't know i i don't know how that <laughs> they are staying open with like yeah. literally zero revenue there must be something because i haven't heard of any of them closing yet so yeah. i'm really but i've just you know fingers crossed i think i kept i mean i think like all of us i kept we all kept pushing back like, Oh, well first it starts. And it's like, Oh man, how are these movie theaters going to survive two weeks without right. audiences? And then right. it's like six months later, it's like, Oh no. <laughs> um, yeah, I did. It, it was, um, I did something really stupid last month, which is I, I drove to a movie theater in Connecticut to see Tenet. Uh, oh damn. I okay. Missed going to the movie so much. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Which I, I would love to hear really how lucky. this went. <laughs> so I got I got really lucky. Um, I went with with one friend, and we were just like, I bet if we go in the middle of the day, no one will be there, and it'll it'll be fine. And we just kind of rolled the dice, which is very stupid. I don't. I'm not saying people should do that, but uh, we did it, um, and we went. We drove, you know, an hour and a half to Connecticut. Yeah. Uh, we get there, and something that was very funny is this movie theater in in uh, Greenwich they had a sign that was like, if you're from New York, and she was like, oh God, it's going to say like, you can't come in. And it said, if you're from New York, free item of candy with every purchase. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> They're actively encouraging the spread yes. of this virus. <laughs> like, um, oh my but, God. <laughs> so that was shocking to me. But we get in there and there's, a, it's a giant theater. And in a full side of the theater, it's literally just me and my friend. There were six other people in the whole theater. And it was like this accidentally <laughs> worked out and was safe, but it should not have been. Right. Um, 
and it, it was so funny. It was, I mean, I, I yeah, it's, I went to the movies at least once a week my whole life, so I had to, I had to try it, and I went, I haven't been since, just because it was like, I got so lucky. Yeah. But it was funny with Tenet, too, because I, it, it's a great movie theater movie, you know, it's big, and it's spectacle, and set pieces, but there was like a certain point where I was like, man, I risked my life to see this, and I only kind of like it. <laughs> 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 Yeah, I've heard like uh, really conflicting things about it that like some people are just like swept up and just like, oh, it's so good to be back out again. And other people are just like, eh. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, and it's really cool. You know, it's like a Christ- it's a Christopher Nolan movie where it's like, oh, this is really cool. And then you start to think about the things that are happening and putting together the plot. And it's like, none of this makes any sense. Right. <laughs> and it's yeah. very lame if you think about it, you know, but he's <laughs> so good at making it look and feel cool. Oh yeah. Um, the only other, the only other movie I saw the last six months was I went to a drive-in with my girlfriend and we saw new mutants, which was so okay. <laughs> um, it was very cool to be at a drive-in and the theater. Yeah. The experience was awesome, but it was just like, this is another, just like, God, it sucks that the only movie I can see is this x-men spinoff that i yeah, have exactly. no interest in yeah i know yeah that everybody said was bad yes exactly that like the studio didn't want to put out just yeah. because it was bad yeah exactly um i tried to go see a week or two ago uh the syndicated theater is like doing they just like painted oh, yeah. a big section of the wall outside of their space white and they've been like projecting movies onto that and just like having like some outdoor dining there's probably like 20 or 30 tables in this like enclosed space um and i was like uh i was like oh man they're doing mama mia at at seven o'clock on a wednesday and (laughs) and we're going yeah yeah, exactly of all the movies and so i was just like this will be great it's like trashy fun it's like songs i know and love like we're going so like so like me and hallie get there an hour I'm, I'm not kidding you over an hour early to this thing it is full it is full of people like it is packed what? to the gills and i was just like oh right i forgot oh that God. just like not only is this the kind of movie that like everyone in bushwick would see ironically but like yes <laughs> but like no one has a job like they didn't have jobs before like and now they especially don't have them <laughs> like they're showing up as early as possible <laughs> this thing. that is so funny oh my god and you have to yeah that's the tough thing in brooklyn is you have to find a movie that's not so good that people will want to see it and not so bad that people will want to see it you yeah. gotta find just a mediocre movie is your only chance yeah exactly <laughs> The easiest ticket I ever got was when I saw Bridge of Spies. <laughs> <laughs> That's a perfect, yeah, perfect <laughs> example. Um, do you, I, just thinking about syndicated has just like made me think of this one time I went to like the movie trivia night there and it was like the most frustrating, it was the hardest like bar trivia night I've ever gone to. Oh man, it's just all the people who ask questions at movie Q&As, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> right there, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was brutal. How do you feel about bar trivia in general? So I've hosted bar trivia before. Okay. Um, just as a, as a way to make, you know, 75 bucks on a Tuesday night. Um, totally. And it's, I yeah, yeah, there's usually at least one table of the worst people that you would never want to interact with. Um, <laughs> but like, like, I like it 
as a concept, you know, and I love to totally. watch Jeopardy every night if I can, but it's like something about, there's always that one table that is just so insufferable. And if you're hosting, yeah. they're like trying to be funny and it's just like, oh man, I do not want to talk to you at all. Oh yeah. It's, and they've just got like the worst, most obvious pun name. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know why, I don't know why bar trivia has like attracted this culture of like, we've got to have the best pun <laughs> like I know <laughs> for her name. Yeah. It's very strange to me. Anyway. <laughs> but my uh, my family when we were uh, back when we were doing Zooms every week at the beginning. Another thing where it's like, oh, we'll do a Zoom every week for the whole pandemic and then yeah. week like 8 it's like, oh, we can't sustain this. Um <laughs> But one thing we did to spice it up is we would, uh, one person in the family would write trivia each week and we would do and give it, administer it to the rest of the family. Uh, and that was like so fun. Yeah. Um, like, you know, it was like, you know, just a mixture of genuine questions and like inside family joke kind of stuff. And I was like, oh, this is a great idea. That is really um, fun. As a way to pass the time. Yeah. yeah. Especially just because it's like so hard to catch up when no one has anything going on. So those <laughs> conversations run out so quickly, you know? Oh yeah, that's true. It's just like it, it, I've sometimes even now the question of just like, hey, like how you doing? It's just like people just like are just like, oh god. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's tough because you yeah. My default response to how's it going is like, oh, it's going great, and it's like, well, I can't say that now. I look like I'm psychotic. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like I have also I've done that too, where it's like I catch myself where it's be like, how's it going? And I'm just like, pretty good, and then I'm like, well. <laughs> I mean, pretty good, relatively. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. With the um, yeah, Tom uh, Takar and I were talking about how we wanted to make sure it's that like, just say like, caveat. I understand how horrible everything is and how much worse everyone has it than me, but I would still like to complain. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <You know? exactly. laughs> just like I, I a full understanding of how good I have it and how easy. This is for me compared to how horrible everything is that's going on. But it's like, there's, I still want to be able to say, hey, it's annoying that my family Zoom went three hours today. <laughs> yeah. I was mostly saved from the family Zoom thing uh, over the course of quarantine where like uh, uh, my mom just kind of decided early on that she just like didn't want to fool with the tech part of it. And like... Mm. Uh, and we just talked on the phone and that was nice that's great yeah it was my my dad would do the funniest thing where like if a family zoom was going too long he would just walk out of frame at a certain point and we just wouldn't see him again (laughs) i was like i respect it that's incredible (laughs) (laughs) it was a great dad move yeah so you you grew up in chicago like in the chicago in the chicago area at least yeah, so I grew up um, in the suburbs of Chicago. I grew up in uh, Wilmette, which is on the North Shore. It's like a 35-minute 30, drive to uh, okay. the city. Gotcha. And you started doing comedy there also. I did, yeah. So I, after I went to college, I decided like in the last year of college that I wanted to try comedy. So I yeah, went back to Chicago, and I started there, did it for like three and a half years there before I moved to New York. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, is this how you and Tom DeCar know each other from Chicago? 
Yeah, we met, um, there was a weekend um, at this comedy club called Up Comedy Club in Chicago, which was part of Second City. And he was featuring for Nikki Glaser there and I was hosting and we just like met and really hit it off, uh, played some NBA 2K together and we're like, <laughs> nice. oh yeah, this is great. We <laughs> oh, we'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that was good. And then we, um, he he was doing a different podcast at the time that was just called Girls Night with Tom Takar. <laughs> <laughs> it was just more of like um it was just a mixture of just like uh messing around and characters and that kind of thing and i, I so then i ended up joining that as a co-host and then that was like so fun and really fun to do but we just could not get listeners at all yeah um so what i'm what i have learned yeah. sorry to, uh, not to cut you off tommy but what i have learned from hosting yeah, this yeah. show is that uh people hate comedy podcasts Yes. <laughs> they don't want them. They no, don't totally. need them. They won't give them a chance. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's so hard. It's like, it's, I, you mentioned it in the intro, um, but I did uh, at the beginning of quarantine, my project was I did this um, podcast, My Spectacular Life, which was like a, a written out fake memoir. And I put all this work into it. And every like, I, I don't want to say everyone who listened to it liked it, but like I, so many people reached out to me and were really nice about it. And I got like write-ups and AV club and vulture. And I was like, Oh, this is great. And then I looked mm. at the numbers and I was like, Oh my God, I think literally every person who listened to it must've texted me <laughs> because the numbers are so low. And I it was just like, I forget that it's so hard to get people to listen to something. Yeah. It's, it's so hard. And it's also just like, I feel like listening to somebody's podcast. I know that they're way longer, but I personally, will if someone's just like hey like i'm starting this new podcast like everybody check it out i am way more likely to do that than to watch like somebody's web series and i don't know why yes no i'm the same way someone's like oh i put out an eight minute short and it's like someone who i think is the funniest person in the world i'm like i don't have time for that i need to go watch <laughs> yeah. a yeah. tv episode i've seen before <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> Man, the first like two months of lockdown, I didn't watch a single new thing. Oh yeah, just rewatched. Just like I was rewatching like like the uh, like Mad Men episodes from like like thirteen years oh, ago. Like like oh, it's just like why? <laughs> just who needs this now? <laughs> like I mean, it's one of my favorite shows ever, but it's just like I, I I could not like just try and be current. You know what I mean? Yes. No, I totally feel you on that. It's so funny. I follow like a madman quotes account on Instagram and I have uh -huh. to stop myself physically from sharing every single one to my story because yeah, I just yeah. like, love madman so much. And me too, is, me too. <laughs> it's a nice counterbalance to like, because I feel like the Sopranos just like lives forever online. Where just like every yes, day totally. a new person is watching the Sopranos and tweeting about it and like everybody else jumps in. I mean, it's awesome that like the show has this like long afterlife and is being like it's like being memed in a way that you could never do with like the wire like i almost feel like the yes. the the degree to which the sopranos has like had this life online the past couple of years has like settled any debate between like whether that or the wire were better like clearly people just like connect to the sopranos more yeah especially yeah during quarantine it was like so many people were tweeting about the Sopranos that it felt like it was coming out week to week. Like, yes. it was like this <laughs> is bizarre. Yeah. Uh, which is like, I mean, it's fun. It's a fun show. I love it. <laughs> like, I'm here for it. Yeah. Oh, totally. Me too.
Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I wish I had the same like enterprising thing though, where people have like, even just like start, like I've, I've started and stopped succession like three times now. <laughs> oh man. I love succession so much. I'm a huge, I, I'm a huge stan. <laughs> I want to, I want to so bad, Tommy. I don't know what's, I don't know what's not <laughs> connecting to me, but I want to be a part of the club. And it's one of those things. I, I liked it right away, but a lot of people, it's one of those shows will say like, oh, you got to wait till episode five or six, which I, I don't think is true. But I do think if you, if you stick with it that long, you'll get that momentum that <laughs> you need. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's encouraging. I think that's what I need. It's just a, it's just a friendly tap on the shoulder to, to keep going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but let's talk about the NBA. Oh, yeah. We're finally here. So we are taping this. <laughs> we're taping this on October 1st. So last night, uh, the Lakers pretty handily beat the Heat, I would say. Right? Yes. Yes. And it was wild watching it because in the first quarter, you know, the Heat looked so good that I was like, oh, no. I had picked the Lakers in like a bet with my friends. And I was like, I think I might lose this bet. And yeah. then next thing, you know, they're up, Lakers are up 30. And I'm like, oh, okay. This is yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I uh, uh, I was thinking that as well because like the way that most of their series had gone up until this point, it's like they would lose the first game and then win the next four games. And I was like, I this that could happen again because yes. like you know Miami's not a team they've like played a lot and like all that kind of stuff. But uh, but it was like it was crazy and it was just like it was just like I would really just selfishly because like for the love of basketball, it's like I'd really love to see this thing go six or seven games. And uh, it, it would be a shame if it's just like like a four to one blowout, you know, especially with injuries and stuff. And I guess, you know, Drogic and Bam are both doubtful for the next game, I think. And it's just like, oh, I hope it's not an injury thing. And yeah. everyone's just going to say, you know, it doesn't really matter, but it, it is so crazy with the, what you're saying about Lakers losing the first game, they'll win the next four where that's like, it's wild that that's something that LeBron is known for doing the feel out game like imagine having that confidence that you can be like i'll lose one game in this best of seven series and be totally fine with it it, it is crazy that he does that <laughs> yeah it's like i can't even think of an analogy in real life because no one would be crazy enough to throw away something that big. but he gets away with it it's amazing it's he gets away with it and he just like I was, I have just been, I came away from like that last, that last game against uh, the Nuggets. Like I watched that thing and I felt like a kid in like, uh, like in like fifth grade, just being like, LeBron is my hero. I love him. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I get it, man. Like the way he's 30, I mean, everybody says this, but like, it is no small feat for him to be 35 and still doing what, like, I don't care how talented you are. Like, it's crazy that he can still do what he's doing now. And it's so, I mean, I think about my first memory of like liking LeBron, which, you know, obviously I'm a Chicago guy, so I was never rooting for the Cavs or anything, but I just remember, you know, watching that the Cavs Pistons game where he scored like 28 points in a row, uh, like by himself, like watching that with my dad when I was, you know, in high school and it's like, I'm 30 now and I'm still watching this guy be the best player in the game. Oh, it's crazy. Totally. I mean, thinking about like how far back in my life I would hear people be like, you know, LeBron's better than Michael Jordan. (laughs) Yeah. Like I was hearing that so long ago and like still we're talking about it. It's wild. 
And it's only, yeah, I mean, the problem is, is um, yeah, I still think Jordan is the best of all time uh, as a basketball player, but it, sure. I, I get so annoyed with the argument. <laughs> and yeah. I think some of the people who hate LeBron will never see the point and be like, well, I guess it was really impressive. But, you know, I mean, like they have to discredit everything that's happened. Right. I can already see the seeds of that happening with this thing where – to say it was an asterisk because you know he didn't have to face the Clippers and it, it was a and the bubble and everything and it was like, do you know how hard it would be to win the NBA championship in the worst year of our lives, <laughs> like <laughs> to perform at a high level in any way? I have been performing at such a low level in every aspect of my life. So <laughs> I think that it's it's so impressive. And well, I seriously, it's, yeah, it's I mean like all these guys are just like. They're, they are literally like, they can't see their fa Like they couldn't see their families for the longest time. Yeah. Uh, and like, they only, only a couple weeks ago, like started letting family members into the bubble. And it's not even like everybody did that. You know what I mean? Like it, they're performing under these like crazy circumstances. Like the fact that it's happening at the level that it's happening at all is, is amazing. Yeah. And they're not like, it's not like, you know, one of us staying in a hotel for 60 days. It's like someone who has the greatest house in the world leaving that house for 60 days. Oh, you my know? God. It's so much worse for them. I got to tell you, whenever they first got to the bubble and people were, like, putting up all their videos, like, complaining about the food and just, like, like showing us around yes, their tiny yeah, yeah, rooms yeah. and stuff, I, was, I, I could not have been more in on, like, early bubble content <laughs> from the players. <laughs> yes yeah the the pictures of the firefest food were so great <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah one of I my mean, favorite truly, sorry go ahead i i yeah i was just gonna say i can't wait for uh, hopefully at some point we're far enough removed from this that a documentary about it will be the best thing in the world oh my god i it's it's got to be so fascinating and I, i'm sure they're like because they just have like no places to go you know what i mean like there it's it'd be so easy to capture yeah. what life is like in there um a story yeah. that i think about all the time is this i this like conspiracy theory kind of that people because they were like fishing a lot. It was like one of the only things that they could do. And that yes. people were like stocking the ponds with fish so that they would catch more <laughs> fish. I love that. It's so funny to me. Just like a guy just like <laughs> waiting for everybody to go to sleep and then sneaking out to the pond. <laughs> like... Yeah, the night, the night fishery stalker is a full-time job. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Um, did you have a team that you were rooting for when, like, when the playoffs got going? Well, I was, I, so yeah, before the season started, I picked the Lakers. So in the back of my mind, I always wanted them to win yeah. the whole thing, but there were so many fun teams to root for throughout. Like I loved rooting for, you know, um, the Blazers to make the playoffs. That was totally. so fun and so satisfying. And Lillard was just so great to watch, Incredible. but I also felt so bad for the Suns because they were also an amazing story Yeah, um, that I feel like people are just going to forget about <laughs> that. They literally won every game and they no won every game. It is. And it was like, on some, yeah. I don't even remember what it was, but like it was on some technicality that they like didn't get in to the playoffs. Right. Yeah. And it was just frustrating because the new one, no one thought the Grizzlies were going to beat the Blazers and it would have been so cool to have Suns Blazers be the play in game. But yeah, I don't know. I've just, I mean, basketball coming back, 
is like totally the demarcation point for me of like when I started to do better psychologically, <laughs> like having oh, something totally. to follow. You know, it totally changed my mindset and like baseball too. I'm a big Cubs fan. They had yeah. a rough game yesterday, but just like having sports back to root for, it's like made it so much more bearable. Uh, I, I could so not I'm agree just more. So grateful. I'm also just like I'm into it. Like like I followed the league for for several years, but it's just like I I'm not into it. I just like I have the mental space now to just be like as like I listen to like three basketball podcasts a day. You know what I mean? <laughs> like like yeah, there's just yeah, there's totally. room for it now in a way that is like really thrilling because it's just like it's the only thing that's happening. Like it's not like it's not like I'm I'm having to choose between basketball and something else. It's just it's all that there is, and it's it's really fun to really dive in in this way. I know that's why we need the finals to go six or seven games because it's going to exactly. be so <laughs> depressing when it's over. <laughs> uh, Tommy, uh, we are. Dan- I was going to say last dance when that came out. Oh, we we wrapping up. No, 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 not at all. I was gonna I was gonna bring up the last dance actually. <laughs> oh, I was gonna perfect. say oh, wow. I was gonna say we're, we're circling gonna... around it, but we've got to <laughs> we've got to get to the last dance. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was gonna say I watched that and it felt that was like it felt I was watching that as if it was a game that was happening. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. So into the last dance. Um, And those five weeks, it was like the whole week I'd be like, well, at least there's last dance on Sunday. (laughs) That is what I have to live for. Yeah. Um, It was so amazing. And I I noticed that people on Twitter and everything started nitpicking it and like saying all this, you know, and like, I mean, especially like the flu, the the flu game story, which definitely it's like, oh, well, he's clearly lying. It's like, yeah, who cares? We're yeah. watching Michael yeah. Jordan talk about being Michael Jordan, and it's yeah. like, what is better television than that? I I really, it was like the idea to give him the iPad of like people like talking shit about him, kinda, and then getting yes. his reactions was like the coolest idea they could have had for this thing. And he is so, he does facial expressions like a, a sketch comedian. Like it's so funny. He just says these big reactions to. I mean, the Isaiah Thomas thing and everything. It was just like, yeah. oh, this is the best television I've ever seen. Oh, it's so fun. And like, <laughs> just like there are a lot of fun. Like talking about the 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 flu game story too is just like him just like looking down in shame, kind of and just being like, I eat the pizza. <laughs> like. <laughs> yes. Like a weird commercial, yeah. <laughs> I heard, I heard people because, like, d- just to give context for for folks who haven't seen it or don't remember, it's like there's this game where like he was sick and then just like comes back and has this amazing performance at the end of it, and like, um, he's talking like it's been speculated for many years that he was hung over for or had the flu for this game, uh, but in this he basically says he had food poisoning because he ordered a pizza. And like was hanging out with his security guys, and like that the pizza was bad, but none of them got sick because he wouldn't let them eat the pizza. Yes, and there was also a detail in that story where he said that five guys came to deliver the pizza, so that was suspicious. It's like there's no way five guys delivered yeah. the pizza. It's like, and I don't <laughs> care at all, but it just can't be true. Yeah, it, it can't be true. But this idea that like. I do believe that there is a situation where they like just to alpha, like somebody at somebody, like one of his security guys like gave him shit in a way that he didn't like. And then alpha them by ordering pizza, then like making them watch him eat it. (laughs) I I totally believe that. 
And also, I, I, this is the rumor that I've heard. I don't think they brought this up in The Last Dance, is that to make sure that no one else ate it, uh, he spit all over the pizza before he ate it. <laughs> Which is disgusting, but that's yes. what I've heard. <laughs> Uh, there is speaking of his security guys. There's the with their one moment like later on in the thing where they're playing. They're like playing this game where they're trying to like flick quarters as close to the wall as yes. possible. And there's that guy with like the crazy like white curly hair who yeah. like is talking better trash to him than like anyone. <laughs> <laughs> that was anyone... like one, another part. Yeah, <laughs> that I love so much was just seeing all the weird old chicago people just like maybe so nostalgic totally oh yeah i mean some great like supporting characters in that thing for sure yeah um but yeah it was like was part of it too was that like so much of that footage was new that it did kind of feel like something you hadn't seen before even though like you knew the outcome obviously but like it was seeing it from this other perspective and my my favorite part was, you know, I'm a, I'm a guy who frequently gets drunk and plays the piano and seeing Michael Jordan win the finals, then get drunk and play the piano. I was like, this was made for me. This yes. is specifically designed <laughs> to make me happy. Oh, my God. <laughs> Cigar hanging out of his mouth. <laughs> I was like, this is it. This is what life is like. Yeah. <laughs> well, Tommy, we are now in the final 10 minutes of the show. And... Uh, that means that it's come time for this show's only recurring segment, uh, which Ooh. is a series of questions we ask every guest. This is, of course, the Young Persons Radio guest questionnaire. Series of questions we ask every Ooh. guest. <laughs> Very catchy title. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> the YPRGQ. <laughs> First question. Who is an actor or actress who every time they come on screen, you find yourself thinking, oh, neat? <laughs> oh, that is such a good question. Um, I, the first person that came to mind is Carrie Coon. I love Carrie Coon because ah. um, I was a huge fan of The Leftovers. And then like whenever I see her on anything, like when she was in that season of Fargo or when she was in Gone Girl, or I just get, or she was in the post for like a second. I'm like, holy shit, that's Carrie yeah. Coon. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah. So excited. She plays uh, Ben um, Affleck's yeah. sister in Gone Girl, right? Am I thinking of the right Girl, person? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, yeah, you yeah. are, yeah, yeah. Uh, I just um, but yeah, I have a lot of character actors I love. <laughs> uh, oh man, I mean, uh, I, just, I just watched this movie Identity with John Cusack. Do you know this movie? Oh man, uh, Amanda Peet. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I, that was the type of psychological thriller that could only have been made in the era it was made, and I love yes. it. Yes. <laughs> um, and the reveal is that like all the characters are like multiple personalities with this one guy. It turns out it was all in his head, man. <laughs> it was all in his head. <laughs> Uh, but you know who is in it uh, is John Hawks, who is uh, um, oh yeah star on Deadwood and like is on Eastbound and Down and all these things. And I saw him and I was just like, yes. <laughs> oh man, I totally get that. He's great. He's he's great. In, uh, Martha Marcy May Marlene. If you ever saw that, he he's awesome. I love John Hawks. He's so cool. Uh, Carrie Coon is a great answer for this though. That is not someone I I think of often, but boy, when she pops up. Always brings it. Next question. Say you are stricken ill 
What show do you put on while you heal? Oh man, this is a great question. Um, I think, I mean, something, I always watch The Simpsons, like, I, I watch The Simpsons episodes almost every night still, and I've seen all of them a hundred times. Yeah. So if I, like, didn't have the mental acuity to watch something new, then I can just watch that, and, like, it'll still <laughs> bring me joy with no effort required. So probably that or early seasons Arrested Development is another thing that I'll just watch and just be very content. And uh, Oh, totally. Of, yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean that that first that first season of Arrested Development, uh, excuse me, Arrested Development, uh, I feel like stands up incredibly well now. Totally, uh, and has been like so influential. And like, it's not even the it's not the kind of thing where it's like it, it's like the opposite of like Casablanca, where like all those like famous lines have been like quoted to death. Like like when you hear them, when you finally see it, it like doesn't feel it doesn't have the same like gravitas, I guess. Mm-hmm. but like Arrested Development like you see how many people have like copied it now and it only makes it like cooler that they did it first and they did it first and best like the joke yeah. writing in that show is like first two seasons I think it's just like unrivaled it's like every character is so defined and so funny and every time I watch it I'm like I can't believe they pulled this off to be I as know. good as it is it's so impressive next question what is an internet trend that drives you nuts? Oh, man. <laughs> that is a good question. Uh, I mean, there's so many phrases on Twitter that just drive me insane. Um, that, like, the ones that aren't, they aren't joke formats, but they're, like, serious tweet formats. Um, examples uh, will be someone will say something that is not an original thought and then they'll say and we don't talk about that nearly enough yes like something that's like everyone knows that and maybe that's why we don't tweet about it every day depression (laughs) actually makes you sad and we don't talk about that enough it's like yeah we we know yeah we totally do (laughs) yes that and like normalize has really the 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 word normalize has really gotten to me lately normalize is big right now yeah yeah yeah, we have to. I also I feel like once you see three of like the tweets with the same like little thing like that, it's like we got to find a new thing now. <laughs> like, yes, a hundred percent. It's like, and it, it's like I don't get how it works so well that people will be like, I know I've seen basically this exact set of words tweeted before, but I have to retweet it again because they always have a hundred thousand retweets, and it's yeah. like I don't get it. It's so crazy, but I saw recently a very earnest, yes, sex is great, but joke on Twitter. And I was like, what (laughs) year is this? (laughs) (laughs) I totally get that. Yeah, I got the same anger. (laughs) Uh, Next question. You find yourself in a casino. You look down in your hand. What's that? It's $200 worth of chips. What game do you play first? You know, I I have a friend who I went to a casino a couple times with in college. And he, what he would do uh, that I'll steal from him is he would just take all the money he was going to gamble and he would just walk over to roulette and he would bet it on red. And if it landed on red, he doubled his money and he went and gambled. And if it didn't, he just said, all right, I'm not gambling. And he just went to the bar and got drunk. And I think it's the best move in the world. So I would just copy that. Oh my God. <laughs> it's just testing how lucky you were going to be that night right away and just being like, all right. 
That is brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> My friend Joe Murphy, shout out to him. This is the best answer to this question I've ever gotten. <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. Wow. Damn. Uh, well, we got to jump to the final question then. Ooh. <laughs> which is what is the dumbest thing that's ever made you cry oh wow so cry laughing or cry sad either one either one okay let me think about this for a second hmm. dumbest thing that has ever made me cry <laughs> oh my god i have a really this is this is a really recent one uh, that is really stupid, but to bring up the NBA 2K game again, hell yes, I was, <laughs> I was I, um, went to like an Airbnb to do uh, acid with some friends. I don't know if I can say that, but I, I did. That. And we're the on dude, the radio, baby. <laughs> <laughs> don't arrest me. Um, <laughs> And like right before I left for the trip, I had been playing NBA 2K online. And this guy was talking so much trash to me about the way I was playing and how I wasn't shooting enough. And it like really, really got to me. And then I took the acid and I was having so much fun, blah, blah, blah. And then um, there was a point where I was like alone outside by myself. And I just had this thought, I was like, I just need to be more aggressive in 2K. And I realized my eyes were watering. Like I was <laughs> Like that was the epiphany I had <laughs> in this like mind expanding dream. Oh man, <laughs> that's really good too. <laughs> uh, Tommy, I don't want to, uh, you know, I don't want to be hyperbolic here or anything, but you have crushed this segment. <laughs> oh man, I had so much fun. It's my favorite recurring segment. <laughs> oh man. Well, we are just about out of time. Um, so uh with you know, we gotta wrap it up. People should listen to uh Stand By Your Band, of course. Um and I guess they should also listen to uh My Spectacular Life just to get some numbers up for you, buddy. <laughs> Please, for the love of God. <laughs> <laughs> uh but thanks so much for coming on man i've been a, a a big fan for a long time it was great to hang for a bit dude this was a true pleasure thanks so much for having me absolutely bye everyone there is nothing like the sea at night when the water is slightly warmer than the air even though the air is humid after a 95 degree day god i love swimming at night it is all darkness and mystery. It is the void. And it must be done naked. Clothes at the waterline, please. Do this. And my pilgrims, you will become cleansed. Never will the evening air or a kiss on the beach or a dry towel ever feel so good again. The walk to the car will be filled with starlit grace. And you will never forget it. And once you hit the water, you will be covered in the blossoming beauty of your youth, no matter how old you are. And whoever you're with, you will always remember them.